Vanessa, do you know what burns my toast? Michael, a shorter answer to that question is what doesn't burn your toast? I don't know, but here's what does burn my toast. Winter drivers. Last week I was on the highway and this car comes speeding up from behind me. I can see him past me and there's nowhere to go. It's like I'm already basically on the car in front of me, their bumper, they're on the next person's bumper, bumper to bumper to bumper to bumper. So what's this idiot do? Comes up on my right hand side and then swerves in front of me, almost knocks me off to get into like a three foot area. And you know what I got really mad about? The fact I felt guilty because he swerves in front of me and then fishtails and I go, ditch, ditch, go the ditch. And then I'm like, oh man, did I really just wish somebody to go off the road? Yes. I did. Because I would have too. Welcome to Fireproof Your Retirement, a show with 30 minutes of real questions, real concepts, and real answers. Your hosts are Michael and Vanessa Markey, a husband and wife duel with a playful on-air dynamic and common sense approach toward teaching listeners how to take control of their finances. Michael is the numbers and strategies guy who is passionate about solving financial issues. The standard deviation, I mean, I talk about standard deviation as well, but they talk about the, the beta, the alpha, the standard deviation of the particular uh, mutual fund allocation that we're looking at. Vanessa is the down-to-earth voice of reason, pulling his reins in. Okay, but your $5,000 couch isn't going to turn around and pay for something if you have a catastrophic event. This philosophy has led Michael and his firm, Legacy Financial Network, to receive national recognition from being named one of the 10 most innovative agencies in the country by AM Best, to being deemed a local celebrity from Insurance Newsnet magazine and a hero to the insurance industry from Life Health Pro. He has even been given the Moving America Forward Award from William Shatner. And now, here are your hosts, Michael and Vanessa Markey. And welcome back, everyone, to Fireproof Your Retirement. I am your host, Michael Markey. With me, my wife. Hi, Vanessa. I'm, I'm supposed to introduce myself now? Why not? This is the age of women's rights. I don't, I'm not going to speak for you. Do I order for you at the restaurants that we don't go to? Yeah, she'll take a uh, small steak, salad without dressing, and a diet water. Thank you. You are out of your mind. <laughs> this is Fireproof Your Retirement. It is the show where we like to have fun. We want to teach people about money. Not that we've been perfect with money. Far from it. A lot of things that we've gone through and helped others go through. We believe that when we start to quantify, classify, characterize money differently, it can make life easier. So that way you can focus on what's important. And something that has so little meaning because money doesn't have meaning, what drives me up a wall, what burns my toast, if you will, is the fact that something with so little meaning can play such an important part in lives, and such an important part on tearing lives apart. Marriages, friendships, kinships, it happens. So that's our goal today. Help define money. Help look at money differently. We're going to talk about, we tried to last time. We I guess we got on a tangent. We did or you did? I believe this was a we thing. We even got a few compliments this week. And I was told to tell you that clients do and can have fun during our appointment process. I never said that they didn't have fun. I just said you like to go off on tirades. Well, 
Hold on. Well, now you can see we've been adding to our technological advances here. And still learning said technological advances. Well, it was the wrong button. I'll try to make it so that doesn't happen again. But going forward, it'll be kind of cool with this new program because we can bring in audio clips and it I think will make the show better. But what on earth were we talking about before that blipped in there? Compliments you've gotten and then what we're going to talk about today. Well, last week we wanted to talk about an article you read in the Wall Street Journal. Yes. The biggest mistake investors make once they hit their first million. Mm-hmm. And I think for a lot of people, it's their last million. We put this pinnacle up about what happens when you hit a million dollars and then that's wealthy. It is for some. Correct. But we also, there's some mistakes that are made on our way to there and sometimes once we get there. So I'm going to tell you, some of the people who have one of the hardest adjustments that I meet are some of the ones who are paying cash for everything. They're living beneath their means. And this sounds contradictory. But they've got no debt, they're saving, they're investing, but the income they're used to living on right now far exceeds what it will be in retirement. And they haven't even thought of that. It's just been, well, we live a conservative lifestyle, but you know, conservative is subjective. So we're going to talk about that article. We're then going to talk about, um, do you really obtain wealth just through no payments? I think sometimes that math can be misleading. And also an article you read with, I think, from what they call self-proclaimed financial expert Susie Orman. Is it Susie or is it Suze? Because it's S-U-Z-E. She goes Susie. She spells her name weird. Well, let's be a little bit more judgmental, huh? (laughs) Well, I'm sorry, but every time I read her name, I don't know how to say it. Nice job, Dutch Reform West Michigan. You're welcome. Well, she had said that the new retirement age should be age 70. I didn't want to start here, but you know what? Let's just dive in. Since I already bashed her on her name. Yeah, might as well. I shouldn't give you that opportunity <laughs> twice. Um, I mean, long story short, she basically said because life expectancy has increased by like 15 years, I think mm-hmm. was kind of a ridiculous number. People retiring, actually a lot of people my grandparents' age retired at 55. Yep. I think your mom even retired at 55. She I mean, pension. Yep. She expected to work maybe 20 hours a week. Yeah, she didn't quite anticipate the way it turned out. Right, Um, health-wise and things. But anyways, um, Susie basically said, you know, based on that and based on there are no pensions anymore and 401ks and blah, 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 70 is the new age. And she had said that everyone should take Social Security benefits at age 70. So Correct. You know, and we talk about Social Security all the time. and And people come in sometimes going, they're assuming I'm going to tell them they got to wait till 70. This is what's hard. We talk about this at the intro, but does money have meaning? No. Money's a tool. Correct. So it can only be used for one of two things. Give it or spend it. That's it. And it's almost sounding cliche. Right. But nothing's guaranteed. No, it's not. I mean, you can wait until you're 70 to take your social security, but what if you have a heart attack? At 68. Right. What about 71? Right. You know, when we do social security planning and tell somebody to defer, it's can we use other assets first? Mm -hmm. Can we do what you want to accomplish? Can you retire when you want to and take social security different? If you can spend and give the way you want to spend and give, 
and take Social Security differently, then why wouldn't you? And there is an argument there. Well, Mike, if I've got this 300000 or maybe it's 400000 whatever it is for you, and they go, well, in order to defer my Social Security, I'm going to have to use 80000 of this. Mm-hmm. And then they'll look at me, you know, they'll look at me almost like, so what are you going to do? What are you going to say? <laughs> and I'm like, uh-huh, yeah, and what? Next. So? Who cares? That's what you saved it for. Right. But what if I die at 71? I go, you're right. What if you do? That 80 grand is gone, Mike. It, well, yeah, it is because you didn't live very long. <laughs> Whose fault is that? Well, I mean, and again, on that end, you either spent the 80 grand or you still have it in an account. You're 71 years old and you've passed away. What difference does it make? Right. I mean, what you're doing then is you're saying, I spent the way I wanted to spend. And upon death, I'm not going to be able to give quite the same way I wanted to give. That's A, you're gone. B, if you've got a surviving spouse, that surviving spouse is going to get the larger of the two Social Security mm-hmm. benefits. So, you know. So they're still going to be taking somebody, care of essentially. Yeah, somebody's going to get the benefit of that. But I don't think this means you have to work till age 70. Because the moment we say you have to work longer, it takes away the math. Mm-hmm. It's no longer an easy conversation because I can't tell you you're going to live longer. Right. But you have s- no idea. You're not a doctor. So you don't know. Well, you don't. And I think the biggest beef that I have with the article, it was just, it was the blanket. Everybody needs to work until they're 70. This is what you're going to have to do now mm-hmm. because of this, this, and this. It doesn't take into account, okay, well, your family has heart issues. Mm-hmm. Your family has a medical history of cancer. You know, everybody's got a different makeup. It didn't take any of that into account. It was just, well, this is the average. So this is what you have to do. And again, I think we're putting too much importance then to money. Right. Because what if you could retire at 65 by taking the equity out of your house? You're right. You die with no equity in your house, which means your kids don't get any equity from the house. If that's what's important to you, then so what? Or you use some of the IRA or the 401k and the kids get less because you used it for you because you saved it for you. you. So what? This whole idea... And I'm going to try not to get on this tangent about student loans. I guess I will just for a quick second because we are listening to a radio show this morning. And this host makes it sound like you're a failure as a parent if you don't have money set aside for your kids for their college education. Yeah. That you have failed to look at look at the, you know, the footing you've started your kids on. What did I do? How did I mess them up by not paying for their college education? Because you know what happens for the kids that I saw not have student loans? They spent it on beer. (laughs) I was going to be more positive than that. They got bigger mortgages. Right. They got nicer cars. Right. They got bigger in-store credit cards. Mm -hmm. You either have the abnormality in a child who will ferociously avoid all debt or you don't. Mm Mm-hmm. And instead of having $100,000 in student loan debts. They have $300,000 in a mortgage. Which they would have only had two hundred, Right. If they had had the student loan. Well, we're over on time, so let's take a quick break. Mike Markey is full of information, but as you probably already know, he gets so excited to give out that information that he speaks at about 900 words per minute with gusts up to 1,300. Now's your chance to get that information at your own pace. 
Mike has written a book called Fireproof Your Retirement, which can be found on Amazon. It covers many of the same topics we cover during the show, including income planning, asset allocation, gifting, taxes, and much more. As you know, Mike is all about paying it forward. That is why 100% of the proceeds go to local fire departments. Once again, that's Fireproof Your Retirement by Michael Markey, which can be found on Amazon.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the second segment of Fireproof Your Retirement. I am your host, Michael Markey, with me, my wife, Vanessa. It's our goal to, you know, just bring finance into perspective. Mm-hmm. Make it simpler mm-hmm. so you can focus on things that are actually important. And what drives me, I mean, what, what will get me riled up is things like telling everyone, making a blanket statement that everyone has to work till age 70. Sometimes it's just, that's what we talked in the first segment. You know, but retirement, there's no magic number. It's different for everybody. I've seen people live on retirement assets wise, much less than what you would think is necessary. And I've seen people with in excess of what you would think is necessary, go broke. Well, I guess it's in perspective. It's a, you know, their broke might be different than your broke. Right. Their broke might be three or 400,000 because they had three or 4 million. Mm-hmm. Now you, I mean, that really brings us into an article you read from the Wall Street Journal about the biggest mistake people hit or biggest mistake people make when they hit their first million. Right. Yep. Um, and I just, I found it interesting because the article came out, you know, right when the stock market was going crazy and mm-hmm. like up 5 million points in one day and people were like, oh my gosh. And then the next day, <clears throat> gone. Right. right. And the the writer of the article um, had this term he called skiing, which is spending your kid's inheritance. Really? Is uh, that what that meant? Yeah. Oh, did you see skiing and just bloop, skip over? Yeah, I started thinking more of like, all right, I'm, you know, they go skiing a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe I might have an inversion to it because I got kicked off the ski hills because I would just go straight. And you wouldn't listen to the instructor. I but no anyways, fear. Ha, go. Anyways, um, and what he meant by that is like people who are ridiculously wealthy, mm-hmm. like will never, ever, can't even spend right. a quarter of what the wealth that they have will go out and buy a $6,000 bottle of wine, have sure. three, four, five vacation houses because they can, and basically it's their kids' money and they could care less. But um, there's people that think they're wealthy. Right, right. Well, and he went on to say, you know, there are people who have their money and it all of a sudden the stock market goes crazy and they hit a million and they think they've got a ton of money. Right. So they'll go out and say, hey, well, maybe I can go buy that expensive car or that house. Uh-huh. And then the stock market does what it did recently. And now it's like, oh, crap. Crud. I spent that money. (laughs) You know, I remember about two years ago, I had a couple in our office. And the husband, they were to step three, which is where we review the results. Mm -hmm. So we lay everything. Here's the path you're on. And it wasn't going to work. He was baffled by this. They're that couple, a great description of what I gave earlier, where some of the most dangerous math that I've seen is people who don't have debt, who've lived on, I'm not saying go out and get debt, you'll be better off, but people get lulled into this, well, I got I got the house paid off, you know, I, I we don't have any credit cards, we pay cash for our cars, and we're still saving investing. Right, it's a false sense of security. Because they had about six or 7,000 coming in a month, mm-hmm. take home, mm-hmm. but on social security it was gonna be about three. 
but they lived on that six or seven. And they have so no now debt. now it's cut in half. Right. So the, so I look at them and like, well, how are you going to do it in retirement? Well, we'll just make do. How? Why aren't you doing it now then? Well, we got the income. So what are you going to get rid of next month? You retire tomorrow. What, what are you getting rid of? Well, I don't know. You got to cut whatever you're spending in half. What are you going to do? Right. Whose check are you going to stop writing? What place are you going to stop visiting? And you know what was interesting? It was all of a sudden, it was, it was kind of cool because you could see this n- moment of like authenticity. Well, no. He didn't get it yet. It no. was like this moment of, there's an old Southern saying, that Southern saying that's called peel your skin off. Like being very vulnerable. And he looks at me and he goes, they had about a half million of, uh, in their 401k. And he goes, Mike, if I told my parents that a half million wouldn't be enough in retirement funds, my dad would have whooped my you-know-what. Because if I talked to my siblings and told them I had a half million and that my retirement wasn't going to work, they'd tell me I was an idiot. If right. I talked to coworkers, they would laugh at me, tell me a million wasn't enough. And I looked at him. I don't know why this is what popped in my head. He had a little bit of a beer gut. And I looked at him and I go, what's your waist size? Now, I would never do that with a woman. And I mean, I know it's equal rights and all that, but I'm just not going to do it. I go, what's your waist size? I swear, I promise to this day, I think he whispered under his breath, like, the letter after E, U. (laughs) (laughs) And he looks at me, he's like, I'm like, come on. And his wife kind of nudges him, honey, just tell him. He goes, a 38. I go, what were you in high school? At that point, I thought I was going to get the second letter after E, U. And um, he goes, 20, I think it was 28. I go, at that point in your life, you thought there was a, um, like a waist size you would never go above, right? He goes, sure. I go, what was that? He said, probably 34, maybe even 32. I go, did you know right now, I'm telling you, beyond a shadow of a doubt, you could get back down to that. You would have to change the way you're living. You would have to start working out a little bit maybe. Maybe go on more walks. Maybe you'd have to get up earlier. Maybe you got to sleep more. Maybe you got to eat better. Eat less. Maybe drink less beer. I don't know. I go, but you could make changes in your life to be able to get down to that 34, that waist size you never thought you'd ever need more than but you'd have to be uncomfortable you would have to be uncomfortable changing things in your life that would be uncomfortable mm-hmm. because if it wasn't uncomfortable you'd already be doing it right i said is how is that any different than finance absolutely you could live off three thousand dollars a month from social security and the interest or a disbursement mm-hmm. from that 500 mm-hmm but just because you can doesn't mean you will. Right. How many listening right now can lose the weight to get back to their ideal weight? You can. But will it's you? not going to be easy. And will you? Probably not. Will you make those changes? When you've had a rough day, will you avoid the comfort foods? Finance is no different. You have a rough day. People tend to buy this little thing off eBay or Craigslist or whatever it may be, or at the gas station or at Target. I'm not I believe on you. females call it retail therapy. Do they? Yes. There's a term for this. Yeah, hey, it's boom. called retail therapy. We got skiing and retail therapy. <laughs> oh man. But I mean, the idea is people is that, you know, everybody's situation is different. There are people who will absolutely make it through retirement and beyond with $200,000 because of their lifestyle. There are people who are going to go broke within five years with $500,000. It just depends on how you live and your expenses and your personal lifestyle. So 
this is why we do this. This is why we encourage you to find somebody to help you figure out what you can do to make it through retirement. And we're not saying that has to be us. Right. You just need a coach. Right. So let's take our last break and then we'll be right back. When you lose a spouse, you are faced with a whirlwind of emotions and decisions. Finances are the last thing on your mind. At Legacy Financial Network, we focus on making life transitions easier. That is why we've put together a helpful guide that focuses on what women should do before they lose their spouse. Give us a call at 855-LF-NETWORK or LegacyFinancialNetwork.com to get your copy. Life transitions are never easy, but we can help. Welcome back, everyone, to last segment, Fireproof Your Retirement. I hope this goes by for all of you as, as quickly as it does for us. But we've talked today all about, you know, money doesn't have meaning. It only has purpose. There's no magical time to retire. You might have to give up something to retire earlier. But it doesn't, the blanket statement, just everyone work longer. That's not necessarily the best idea. Then in the second segment, we talked about there's no magical, if there's no magical age, there's no magical number, pinnacle to hit to. Right. And it seems like in our society, we still talk about a million being like a lifetime worth of income. But the world is different. CDs now pay 1%, maybe two. Mm Mm-hmm. And you used to be able to say, well, you can take out 4% a year. They say that's closer to three now if you mm-hmm. want to make sure you don't go out, you know, run out. As we've been talking about this, it reminds me of a couple that I met about eight years ago. And something happened that day. I don't think I realized how impactful it was that moment and how it would change my career. But I've been very blessed and lucky. You've been able to go to a lot of the events, conferences mm-hmm. I attend, and yes. you've gotten to hear me speak a lot. Mm-hmm. And it surprises people. One of the big passions that I have um, is teaching people different. Uh, well, obviously, if you're a listener, you know this, but in front of other advisors, they're surprised when I keep saying and hammering, we have to teach people about money differently. There's this couple I met and they were going broke. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking at them and just kind of being simple and going, well, you got to change what you're doing. You got to spend less. And this sent him off, you know, a tirade. He pounds his wham, fist down the table, goes, we're not changing a thing. He was mad. And we got past that. And then I asked a question that I immediately knew I shouldn't have. I said, no, not you. You know, I've come to a realization that maybe God gives most people or people filters. And I was just skipped over. But like four times. (laughs) And I'm all right with that. But so I looked at him and I said, we'll call him Bob. Bob, why do you have three basically brand new cars? You know what he said? Because I can. No, because they couldn't. They're going broke. He looks at me and he's like, well, I got a three-car garage. You know, and in that moment, that made perfect sense to him. Right. He's got the space, so he needs to fill the space. And I looked at him and said, you know, just because you have a three-car garage, that's not a prerequisite for three brand new cars. You can see my farm growing up a little bit here. I go, you can put a tractor and a Schwinn in one and save some money. <laughs> I'm sure he'd like that no, response. No, uh-uh. Wham! Here comes the fist the second time. And he looks at me, he says three words. He goes, we're not changing a thing because we deserve this. Mm-hmm. You know what? They did. Probably did. It probably deserved a boat too. I mean, everyone deserves a boat unless you get seasick like my mother-in-law. And then you need a. Then you deserve a really big boat. 
No. Because you're less likely no. to get seasick on that. You deserve like an aircraft here. But let me ask you this. What difference does it make? At least on Earth. What difference does it make what you deserve? It doesn't. Have you ever met somebody who didn't deserve something but got it? Absolutely. Have Every ever, day. Have you ever met somebody who did deserve something and didn't? Mm-hmm. So we get, we get stuck on this. Oh, I deserve this, so I'm going to get it. I worked really hard this week, so I'm going to buy this. I worked really hard, so I deserve to retire at 62. I worked really hard, so I deserve to be able to take this money out of this retirement account each and every month, even though the math doesn't look good anymore. I mean, what you don't deserve is worrying about money. Right. You know the most anxious part about running out of money? It's when you realize it's going to happen. It's like running out of gas in the desert. If you're driving in the desert and you pass that last gas station, I was watching Wild Hogs. They pass the last gas station. You know the part where they start fighting? Uh-huh. Is the moment they realize they're running out of gas and they're not going to make the next station. And it's this bickering. Do you think that doesn't happen in marriages? Absolutely. People don't fight because they have debt. They don't. They, they fight because fight they're going to run out of money. They, exactly. They fight because of their lack of ability to pay their debts. That's why people fight when it comes to money. So there's no magical date when to retire, or magical age. And you're not guaranteed any anything, any years. So if you can make the math work at 62 and use some of the dollars that you have and still take Social Security maybe at 65, or maybe it's 67, or maybe it is 63. I don't know. But if you can retire when you want to and take maybe one of those incomes differently, why not? Mm-hmm. I have a lot of people who tell me, Mike, I hate my job. I'm like, all right, so an ideal world, when would you retire? They're like, yesterday. I'm like, all right, a little less ideal world. When would you retire? <laughs> Tomorrow. We're going to have to get a lot less ideal here. How about five years? They're like, all right, let's see what the math looks like. And you know what's kind of cool, though? I found that sometimes when... We show them mathematically you can retire. Like here, in two years, you can retire. The math looks good. They're like, well, cool. I've met people who tell me they hate their job, but then they work longer. Because these things that they thought bothered them because they thought they were dependent on that employment no longer bother them. Those little irritating things no longer bother them once they realize they don't have to be there. Right. So what does all that mean then? I mean, it, it means you need a plan. Mm-hmm. You need to assess what you're doing and how you're doing it and what you have and what you're spending. And you need to sit down with somebody and figure out what happens if this happens or what happens if the market goes down or up or yeah, what you have to look at every single aspect. You can't just say, oh, I have a half million dollars. I'm good to go. What happens if I lose my employment? Right. What happens if I lose my job when the markets are down? Because mm-hmm. here's the thing. I'm not, you know, anyone listening right now, if you're listening to a financial talk radio show, you're a little bit different than people who don't. Just a little bit. Not in a bad way. I'm not calling you weird. Maybe a little weird. Tiny. You'd be on the same wavelength as Mike. Tiny. What I'm saying, I'm not worried about you when the market's good, your health is good, and your job is good. I'm not worried if you only get three years in retirement. People, well, I'm not going to defer my Social Security. Why? What if I only live five years? So what? What if you live 20? Right. 
I'm not worried about those things. I'm not worried if you only have a few years. I'm not worried if your job is good, your health is good, the economy is good. I'm worried if they're not. Right. And what is your plan? If you're listening right now and you're like, I don't know, it'll, it'll get better though. We'll just wade through it. We'll wait it out. You're going to spend 40 years working at 2,000 hours a year, husband and wife each. It's 160,000 hours you're going to spend as a minimum for most to get to retirement. And then you're going to go without a plan, which means you're going to wing it. When you make it that simple, it doesn't sound like such a great idea. So if you don't have a plan, you don't know what your plan is, come to one of our workshops. I know there's a lot of people listening who have gone through a workshop and have been happy they did. That's why we do them at libraries. We're not going to give you a free steak. We're not going to give you a bunch of take, you know, physical things you can have that make it, you know, we're not going to entice you because the information will actually help you. Go online, LegacyFinancialNetwork.com, LegacyFinancialNetwork.com. You can sign up right there, or of course, call our office. You'll get a live breathing person in Grand Rapids. What a unique thing that is, which is 616-589-4004, 616-589-4004. Until next week, we are your hosts, Michael and Vanessa. God bless. This has been Fireproof Your Retirement. For more information, contact Michael J. Markey Jr. of Legacy Financial Network. Call toll-free at 855-LF-NETWORK or online at LegacyFinancialNetwork.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Mike Markey and Legacy Financial Network are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.